It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. And, well, we've had all the wonders of nature throughout spring and summer, and it's autumn now. I'm high up in the Brecon Beacons, I'm leaning against a sort of huge rock staring out over a beautiful view to the south of autumnal colours, the browns of bracken, the, the trees are changing, the yellows and reds and golds, and the hills just putting on their winter clothes. It's that time of year when nature's quieter, but there seem to be more stories in the landscape, and it's those stories we're after this season, tales of oddities in the landscape. What is that odd cave? What is that strange lump and bump? A burial mound, a ditch, that henge. So we're setting out on a few adventures, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends, to unearth some of these things. And when we're back in the studio, we might sort of do a bit of research and dig into the stories a bit more. And this first one, I think, sums it all up. It's with my son, Owen, who's 13. And we were just looking at a local ordnance survey map we spotted some fascinating, intriguing Gothic writing, which always says that there's something interesting and old to be found. It suggested a standing stone, hidden on a hill we'd never explored before. So we set out on a little journey of discovery. So why not come with us and see what we found? I've just stopped by quite a lonely road high on a hill in a very bleak part of the Brecon Beacons and um, I stop because it's a sunny day and there's a skylark a skylark first skylark isn't that wonderful I stop because taking advantage of just a rare sunny day to go on a mission a mission I've got my I've got with me my lovely boy Owen hello hello <laughs> hello Owen truly I, beautiful day today it is just up on the Blorange yeah well we're near the Blorange this isn't quite the Blorange we've moved off the Blorange which is a big lovely. hill yeah so we're moving on to another hill so the, the Blorange for people who don't know it is is one of the three hills of Abergavenny Sugarloaf Skidded Vower and Blorange, and that's the mm. big lump behind us, isn't it? It's all brown, yes, brown and kind of, how would you describe it? Like uh, a volcano, kind <laughs> of. It looks a little bit like one of your stereotypical volcanoes. Yeah, that's true. It does look a bit sort of... Anyway, we're walking away from there along a sort of... It's quite a broad track, isn't it? And there's lots of heather either side, but it's brown and yes. rusty. Yes. And we're on a mission to find... With a skylark. Yeah, we've seen on a map, an OS map, uh, some yeah. strange markings. That's um, right. It's uh, a um, standing stone. Y- yeah. Well, I always get kind of excited by the Gothic writing on an OS mm, map. Mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Very mysterious. It is. Well, this one, yes. this one says, 
Um, it's this little dot on the map, but it says Carreg Mine Taro. So Carreg, I think, means stone. You're the you're the Welsh speaker. Do you know? Um, no. <laughs> We're going to have to do some research when we get home, or yeah, when not we get there. Sure. Should have brought Carreg Mine Taro. Google Translate. <laughs> Um, and we're going to we're going to wander over this landscape to find this standing stone out in the mm. wilderness. Yeah. But the hill we're on is further to the south, and it's it's almost. I don't even think we're almost right on the edge of the Brecon Beacons here. And this hill. Did you know what? Do you know what this hill is? No, no. It's um. I don't even know what its name is, but it's actually it's quite black, isn't it? Up uh, up ahead. Looks a bit like it's been man-made, kind of, not you're natural. Ab- that's, well, you're right. It is man-made. This oh. is all the spoil heaps of, um, oh, yeah, my, uh, yes. from the mining. So mm. we, you, you and I have been to Big Pit, which is the, it's a museum of a coal mine near the town of Blynavon. And there's also ironworks there. And so this incredible bulk in front of us, it looks like coal, doesn't it? Yeah, coal dust. it really does. It's, um... Oh, it's very uh, bleak in its kind of, it's like um, coal dust. So we're walking up, it's sort of sparkling in the sun, isn't it? It's definitely coal, you can see there's bits of coal here. Hmm. So we're, what, what we're doing is we're heading along a sort of spine of this slag heap. There's actually horse hoof prints here. Oh, yes. and there's lots wow. of cycle prints. That's, that's so lots of, lots of cyclists and horse riders come up here. But it's not one of the most... I'd say it's not one of the great tourist attractions because most people go to the natural hills. It's not particularly beautiful. No. I think it's a bit like a a moon, a lunar landscape. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Kind of a, a bit like... But uh, look, some sort of rusty coloured stones here. So maybe that's from the ironworks. Owen is digging away to try and uncover some interesting rocks and it's full of fascinating shaped and coloured rocks everywhere red and orange pink black blue and I think it just feels so unbelievably oh a low-flying blur bird oh, there uh, oh gosh Little... what the heck are... oh my word what are they they're oh, golden clovers <laughs> I spotted golden that man clo- there's a whole load of them. Yeah. Aren't they weird? There's about 30 there. 30, and there they oh, go. Oh, wow. Golden plovers. Large flock of Oh, about 50. That's wow. the most extraordinary thing. I did not expect to see that today. So we've just, well, we just... Oh, my gosh. You can just hear them in the distance. Slightly like a squeaky gate. Did you hear that? Yes, yes. Wow. They've settled back on another path behind us. I don't think we'll disturb them again. I would have walked more carefully and with binoculars. But 50 golden plovers just in on this lunar desert. That's well spotted that, ma'am. Thank you for coming along. So golden plovers, I want to describe what they are. They were like running around like little chickens, weren't they? Yeah, little little ducks almost. Yeah, scurrying along. Quite plump little, little birds, but definitely... Sort of wading family. There's a, the yeah. There's a pond up ahead. Let's go and have a look down there, and then we'll make our way. So, Beautiful. the quest 
is for the strange standing stone. I don't know how big it is. I don't know where it is, but we're relying on this OS map to find it. Uh, but Owen has spotted a pond, so... No sight of it. Um, no sight of the standing stone. No, it's, I think it's up on this next... So there's just like a series of ridges. And we're on the very first ridge, and I think it's up on the next ridge, but further along, maybe a mile, maybe two miles. So we could be... Look at this. Look at this rusty stone. Do you think that's iron ore? You know this from Minecraft. It looks like there's an ore in there. I'm in awe of the ore. Very raw iron. Raw ore that we're in awe. We're walking on coal right now. It's slightly. Are you finding it slightly sinking beneath your feet? Yes, kind of like. Um, yeah. A bit squidgy underfoot. And now there's a large pond here, more of a sort of boggy marsh, and. Looks like there's some water plants. So can you see any? Can you see your toad? You might, you might be right. Toads be the thing here. It's quite nice out of the wind. It's it's sort of it's very sheltered and warm here. I'm going to just check the map to see where we are. Golden plovers. I can't get over it. You don't see that every day. <laughs> no, you don't. Have you ever seen golden plovers before? No, never. I've seen a little ringed plover before. Poor, poor, poor Owen, I should say to listeners, has been dragged on many a wildlife adventure, sometimes <laughs> against his will. And, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Quite often against his will. We are mm. there, so we need to follow this ridge, and there's Kerag Mine Taro. So I think we need to go up here. It does sound like someone's on a motorbike though, doesn't it? Yes. Do you think they're going to... Okay, yes. I tell you what, let's go along this ridge here and then cut up towards it. That looks like the best idea. It's probably about five o'clock in the afternoon, so the shadows are quite long. We're still very early spring. Sun's starting to cast a golden light. It is, it really is a golden light. It's actually one of the nicest days we've had. Not a lot of birds here. I wonder if we'll see some more strange things. I... Now look, at, to our left here, there's like a little tiny valley with a little stream running through it. Yes, yeah, like, um, oh, nice V-shape. Yeah, very, but this is, a, you know, as you said, it's formed, I think this is largely man-made, so that has yes. cut through these slag heaps. There are lots and lots of tyre marks, tyre tracks across this yeah. wasteland. Look like motorbikes. It does really feel like a desert. It, yeah. Yeah, like uh, very barren. Really is. A desert without sound. Yeah, we're not getting a lot of bird song. There's no more skylarks here. We'll see what comes up when we cross the other side and get back into the heather. There's a bit of heather here, but it's. It looks a bit like a painting down there. Very, like sitting very still. Yeah, like a landscape painting of the countryside. Yes. The sunlight, which is obviously coming from the west at the moment, is flicking off the windows of cars passing down in the valley. So there's little sparkles of light, but below us we've got a very quarried hill, Gilwern Hill, and then the wide valley of the Usk. So one of the joys of doing these mini adventures 
missions, quests, is that this isn't far from our home. And yet it's something I've never, I've never done. I've not, not explored this area very much. And it's kind of thrilling because it's very, very different to the rest of the Brecon Beacons, which tends to be moorland and wooded valleys. And so sort of heather moorland or brackeny moorland, and then lots and lots of quite heavily wooded valleys. And but, but a feeling of green and lush and full of life, whereas this has got this eerie, otherworldly feel. Now below us there's sort of ruins of what looks like it might be in a settlement. And I know that when we first moved to this area there was a pub up here on the moor and a few, a few little houses around it. And obviously people would come from, walkers and cyclists would come from a long way away. I think it may have closed now. But just below us, Pulsdi, which I think means black pool. Um, oh, black in Welsh is D. D, okay. And Pulf is pool, I know that. Yes. There was a little community there, uh, probably quarrying or, because there are quarries that I can see on Gilwern Hill just below where the settlement is. There's clearly ruins down there. So we're, we're still walking along the spine of desert-like like a spine, isn't it? It is. Lump, uh, lump We're going along this. Oh, God, it's quite soggy in parts, actually. I say dry. It looks arid, but actually, there's these pools of greeny grey water. You can sort of hear track because we're. Look, this is a weird rock. This is definitely iron ore. Yes. Got to be. A rusty red, great lump sticking out from the ground. Now, here and there across the moors here, across this wild landscape, there are a few trees. And they're conifers. As Owen said, they look like Christmas trees, and they do look a little bit like Christmas trees. Uh, there's a sort of... It's weird to see quite nice, uh, pleasant green. Yeah, green in this green. very brown and uh, very desolate landscape. So I'm quite curious about this. I think we need to climb onto the next ridge, Owen. So just done a little bit of investigation about what Kareg Mine Taro means. And mine is stone. M-A-E-N is stone. And I think Kareg similarly means crag. Sure? Yeah, yeah, mine. I'm sure. Mine, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because you say across mine because it's... Uh, okay. M-A-E-N, M-A-E-N. M-A-E-N, yeah, that's yeah. mine, that's... Okay, oh, okay. No. The translation I found for Carrig Mine Tarot was tapping stone, which is an interesting conundrum. I think now we're, we're faced by... This is going to be tricky. We've reached the bottom of a little valley, and it is... It is a deep, deep puddle. You might be able to get through this. Oh, look, it's so clear. No one's been through here. The bottom of this valley is really, it's like straw-coloured rushes. It feels very wintry. There we go, you made it through safely. Mm. Yeah? I'm still alive. Still alive. <laughs> Just a 
Yeah. Dad, where are you dragging me? <laughs> on this quest I'm for... I'm really enjoying this. Oh, good lad. Good lad. How are you feeling? Good. Half an hour into the quest. We don't seem to have got very far. But no. you're feeling okay? No, I think we've got to... We'll go up to the next ridge. So we're onto another kind of broad spine of a ridge. And this again is bleak. I think a lot of off-roaders come here. I think that's what's going on here. Lots of off-road. I don't think it's particularly protected. So you just get... You've had a bit out of breath after that climb. No, no quad bikes. <laughs> quad quad bikes. Cycles. I think there's even bigger things here. Land Rovers or oh, SUVs. Yeah, you don't see any tracks on there. No, well, there's all myriad different types of tracks on there. So, lonely though it feels up here, it's clearly a lot of people come here. But not perhaps on a Monday yeah. Well, who knows what we, who we might meet on this strange and lonely landscape. So we're going to we're going to just carry on. I think we've got maybe a mile over this strange terrain. Unlike anywhere I've been in the British countryside, this isn't a friendly land of delightful hedgerows and wildflowers and chuckling streams and rivers. There's no birds up either. I wouldn't be surprised though if there were things like ring oozles here. Ring oozles or Merlin, little hunter. What's the best thing about being outdoors? I think it's um, seeing all of the lovely creatures that you might find, or perhaps a new tree, an yeah. ogre. <laughs> an ogre, <laughs> that's your dad. <laughs> oh, I was gonna make that joke. Okay. <laughs> Too fast for you. Um, oh, wait, I think I'm walking beside one. <laughs> An ogre, yeah. Uh, well, do you... Do your friends go out into the countryside much? Not often, no. So are you... I mean, you... What, what would you prefer to be doing? Indoors playing a brilliant video game, out eating pizza in a fantastic pizza place or walking in a very bleak and desolate landscape with your dad? I think it might be a bleak and desolate landscape <laughs> with my dad. Really? That's really, that's kind of you. I'm not, I'm not um, threatening him in any way. That is true. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is very true. I just slipped and, well, that's lovely. Thank you, my boy. So, we've got a path that comes down here. I think we go on a little bit further on this track and then we cut up and we should be near the stone then. Right, we've just climbed out of the most desolate of valleys into a much greener, more mossy, lush, grassy landscape of rushes. Yeah, there's grass here. There's heather, the strange ruined building red brick building but in ruins you could hide out there though uh, now I think we're pretty close now to where I hope we're going to find this uh, standing stone 
and they need to get there fast before Owen's morale drops. But this, this is a mined landscape up here, quarried, extraordinary conical. Look at those conical spoil heaps over there, they're jet black. And there's more. This looks like it's quarried here, Owen. I don't think it's far now. I don't think it's far. The map is saying we've reached a junction of paths here. And we head towards, head towards the sun, head towards the west. And in less than half a mile, I think, about 10 minutes, we should be there. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I'm pausing. So, so this is different, isn't it? This is much... Yeah, very green. Yeah, friendlier. We've been through the bleak... Like an oasis, almost. Yeah. In the desert. I know what you mean. Yes, exactly. It felt like we went through Mordor. Yet there's no water here. No, but I think it's all just underground. It just feels very lush and... Uh, we're on a very broad track. Again, there's lots and lots of off-road vehicles that have driven through. There's ruts, there's all sorts. Though nobody here today. Um, heather everywhere. This is going to look glorious in the autumn in five months' time. Purple heather. But for now... Well, I mean, what we can see ahead. Can you see those distant peaks ahead? Those are the highest peaks in the Brecon Beacons. Yes. Penavan. Long way away. We're not going to go there tonight, it would be relieved. It takes no. a long time to walk there. <laughs> That's about 15 miles away. I think our... Weird, this view. Weird, yeah. Well, it just... It's actually a beautiful view of all these... Yeah. The Black Mountains all to the north. Sort of straight ridges and then great sort of escarpments. So, I can't see any standing stone. I wonder how far we're away. I'll have a little check on the map. Oh, we're not far. Right. Not far, another couple of hundred yards. Over there? Yeah. I don't know, it's a sort of white marker. I don't think that's it. I think that looks like it's just a... It might be a gas marker. Where they like... That looks like it. Well, your eyesight's a lot better than mine. I don't know. I think there is a... I think there is a stone over there, though. Well, let's, let's hurry on. It's difficult to see at this range. You're going ahead. Advance party. I'm going to cut through the heather a bit, so onto a slightly better path. I wonder whether some of these paths were tramways in the past for... Because these hills are covered in tram, tram paths where they carried the raw materials down to the canal or onto the major roads. Owen is now just a little speck ahead, he's fleet of foot. The sun is getting quite low now, shadow, long shadows. And we're on a very broad, very desolate moor actually. It's only the fact that it's green rather than grey that makes it less intimidating. But actually very benign conditions. Very benign conditions, because you can hear some skylarks around now.
quite distant. I'd expect more, but you never can tell with skylarks. There's two, definitely. All beginning to spark up now, which is a rather heartening thing. Okay, we're really close now. Really close to... Keep your eyes up. I hope to see a big standing stone. We're just going down into a little dip. Where is it? The sole from inside someone's shoe just cast on the path and still the tracks go on and the skylark can you hear the skylarks now a lot more skylark action on the green in this green area you see it oh that is it that is it that is the stone I was expecting something a bit bigger but that is absolutely at the right spot. Serenaded by skylarks. So to be on the map, it must be of some significance. Hello, skylarks. Oh, go and, go and have a look. You can be the first to... It's about... Is it up to your... It's up to your chest. Up to my waist. There's a bee this side. It's up to my waist. So I wonder if that's Breckenshire. B for Breckenshire. M for Monmouthshire. I wonder if that's it. I did hear some... Some, some sort of... That it is a marking stone. A boundary stone. But here it is in the middle of nowhere. So this is like the difference between Brecon and Monmouthshire. Well, Breckenshire or Brecknockshire, I think it was called. I can't... So look, covered in lichen. Out in the wilds, my brain's gone to lichen. It's really crusty. It's probably... It's a very uneven-looking stone, but it's certainly quite impressive. What do you think? Yeah, it's great. It's got a certain power about it, hasn't it? This is Carig, Carig Mine Tarot. The tapping stone. Hello? That's it, Tapping. A bird uses it for a perch here. It's a little dropping, so... There goes a uh, meadow pipit song flight. Wow. I should get you home. We've, we've found the stone. Our quest, quest is successful. Our quest is successful. Well done, my brain knight. <laughs> I think we're going to head back with the sun at our backs now. But we're going to, yeah, the quest has been successful. We've found, we've explored the strange new landscape. Uh, we've got to find a kind of, but what I want to do now is go and look at the books at home and head to the library and see if we can find out a bit more about it, get onto the internet. We really could. And we could, we could discover more about What's the significance in this wild, empty moorland of this stone? I wonder what it means. Yeah, well, I think it's the boundary seems like the M and the B carved into it. On opposite sides. But it's, an, it's obviously an ancient stone, so I wonder whether yeah, the stone was there before. No, it seems Viking. <laughs> Viking. <laughs> it um, looked like a Viking. Scandinavian. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if it's up there. 
So thank you, Owen, for coming along. What do you think? It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You. He's holding it at gunpoint. Save me. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No yeah. Owens were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I know vertically. R2. I know you're getting married. R2. <laughs> R2D2, yeah. That's amazing. That was a beautiful, beautiful skylark. Just rose out, sang, and then moved away from us. Mm. Absolutely spectacular. What a fantastic song. Yes. Great way to finish. And the moon has come up now, although it's still, we've got probably two hours of daylight. Oh, I hope so. Maybe, maybe. We'll see what else we can find, what else we can pick up on the way back. So we're just walking back and we're taking a slightly different route through the green part of the moor. Some strange and, uh, brick buildings. Yeah, there are some strange brick buildings out in the middle of nowhere. It just gives you the sense that there was activity here once. Well, we're not we, alone. <laughs> no, we've, we've passed one walker. We've seen some cyclists, mountain bikers, in the distance and there's a really kind of rugged looking spoil heap of stones and yeah so all grot. there's um like heather growing yeah a lot of these spoil heaps have rare plants growing on them because of the minerals really yeah that's I, really cool i've not seen anything today that's particularly unusual but it's probably still a bit early in the year for up maybe if we came back in June, we might see some stuff. What's the fact that we're walking towards the moon at the moment in a lunar landscape? Yes. yes. Getting a lot of. Look at that, that's like a. Mordor, that is. It really is like more. This is. This is like the desolation of Mordor. Oh, these pools are interesting, aren't oh. they? These, these look like deep pools. We need to go past this pool. This is an. This is a. This might be the eeriest bit of the whole walk. Oh yes. We're going into a sort of dark, dark valley of strange light and weird, um, milky water. This is so weird because we're now deep. Can't see any of the views anymore. Mm. We're right down these conical hills around us of spoil. I don't know, you kind of think something's going to lurk in, in this water. Yes, yes. Don't you? Uh, I really can't. It's, we can sort of make, there's a path that leads away and we can sort of make our way out of here without... Yeah, that was eerie. Did you feel that? Yeah, it really was. And, uh, and so we... we approach this marshy bit. Yeah, there's a bit of, a lot of water on the path, but we seem to, we're out of that little hollow, that weird, strange dell. Well, I think we've seen one of the great wonders of the uh, Yes, great wonders of the Brecon Beacon. Yeah. Owen, oh, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on a mini-adventure with well, me. Well, thank you for insisting on taking me. <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful. So You're well. a sweet and wonderful boy. We're just approaching the road now, and 
ahead those strange masts on top of the blorange, like sort of yeah, telecoms masts, radio towers. That's all these wild moors around us, uh, and the welcome size of our little car, which will take us back yes. into civilization and a well-earned supper so for you. So it feels like we just took a break from the world, kind of. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we did. An escape. Yeah, we did. We escaped. Escape. We went into a, another world of strange desolation. Um, great. Well, until next time. Yeah, farewell. Farewell. So that was me and my boy out in a Welsh desert, pretty much. Um, the slag heaps and old quarries of the Industrial Revolution high up on the edge of the Brecon Beacons, which I can see from my window because I'm at home. I'm at home. Although I should be in the podcast studio with Jack. I can see Jack at the other end of the line. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, in, I'm still in the studio. I'm, <laughs> I, still, I feel like I never leave. I'm on. always here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at home because I've, I've got COVID. And uh, so I've not been out and about recording very much, I'm sorry to say. But this is the start of our new series. I'm glad I recorded that one a little earlier in the year with, with my boy. Jack, you well? You're not, not suffering with anything? I'm all good. Um, I'm You're all good. Flying along as usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our other, our other, our third leg of the of the triumvirate, uh, Hannah, is also ill. So uh, the podcast has been struck down by the lurgy. <laughs> Great start to the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're here, but but spirits are high. Spirits are high. That was I loved that that adventure up in the hills. Lovely to have my boy with me, and to explore somewhere really, really sort of creepy and wild like that. And Jack, you'll be pleased to know I've done some research into where we went my favorite well this is the bit which because this time of year you know the nature sort of speaks for itself when we go out and and but when we go and see sort of things in the landscape like standing stones exactly that it's exciting when you find it but actually there are stories and so i've been there are stories around it and it takes a bit of digging around and i looked I've got loads of listeners won't be able to see, but I'm sitting right beside a shelf of books, which are all my local history books. None of them mention this stone, Kareg Mine Tarot. And so I have done a bit of research online and I did find some good stuff. So there's this online database for the National Monuments Record of Wales called Covline. They've got some really interesting... I wish I'd sort of read up before I went in some ways, because it says it's a monolithic boundary stone, which I, which we talked about engraved with M and E, so Monmouthshire and Brecknockshire. But no one knows exactly when those letters were carved on the stone. But the most interesting thing, it says, an ancient standing stone erected, according to tradition, in early British times to commemorate a battle which was fought here between two kings or chiefs, one of whom was named Ivor. So that's that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. So there could have been a battle up on the hill there. But it goes on to say, about one kilometre to the southeast of Carreg Mine Tarot is the site of two burial cairns called Carreg Croiz Ivor, or Ivor, presumably the same Ivor mentioned above. So, did he lose his life? Did this Ivor fight a battle and then was lost his life and was buried nearby? I, I didn't see the cairns, and then I've looked into the cairns, and they were destroyed when they were making the quarries. So, but we walked past them. So I just love that. There was a battle fought there in ancient times. So we're talking about early British. So that's post-Roman, maybe 4th, 5th, 6th centuries AD. And the cairns were erected and then they vanished. But there's just these little traces of history. So I love that. And then I did a little bit more digging around. Someone else had written in britishlistedbuildings.co.uk. 
that the letters carved onto the rock are in a primitive serif Roman style, suggesting they were carved in the 18th or 19th century. So the stone may be really ancient and the mark of a battle, but its use as a boundary stone was probably in 18th or 19th century. So really, really great. And then it says they, they translated the name as Stone of Rock Striking, which means perhaps that the standing stone was where surface rock was met at the fault, which I'm not quite sure what that means, but a fault in the geography or geology. So, stories in the landscape. Going back to why we went there, we found the, the, the standing stone on a map. We walked there, discovered it, and now having read all around it, I want to walk back there and, and picture this battle. So, Jack, I haven't bored you, but that was, that was the, t- the tale behind the tale. Uh, it's, no, it's fascinating. I think, especially with standing stones, there's a lot of, I think, standing stones around the place, like even places like Stonehenge or... Um, Avebury, places a- like Avebury, that, yeah. yeah. I think I just find it so interesting that those things have happened over time. Those stories have either got sort of like passed down or people have to rediscover them. And it's kind of like, I always think in another hundred or so years, what what are the things that we've done now that are going to become those those sort of things? And I, I just find it crazy that I can't even think what that would be, but sure, there's something. Well, the thing is that people think that once it's written on the written down on the web, Set in set in stone, to excuse the pun. But actually, people write such nonsense on the web that I could go in and write something about the stone means all this, that, and the other in a hundred years' time that might be woven into the story of Carrig Mine Tarot. That uh, I thought it was weird when I heard about the uh, Fergus Collins stone. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the F and the C engraved on it. I, and I hope our further adventures in this series will be will be doing little bits of exploration and telling some of the stories. And if I find out any more about this mysterious King Ivor, I shall let you know. But Jack, you've been out and about. I, I haven't been so much, but you've you've been out and about. Any any our regular regular listeners will know that we have a little sightings and happenings. What we've been doing in nature in the countryside. Anything to report from the wild? Well, I feel like I'm holding up the team here because no one else has been out. But I did <laughs> yeah. have a week off. There we in between seasons. I thought outrageous. I'll take a little bit, yeah. a few little days off. And I popped up to Yorkshire for a couple ah, of days. Not somewhere we've been very often with the podcast. No. What and did you find? Well, I've got a very bad habit of not booking anything and purposely finding something to book a couple of days before we go, just to go somewhere I wouldn't have thought of going before. I'd like that approach. And uh, it worked quite well. We were in a little cottage. And uh, so we popped into York, sort of the big city there, or obviously all the myths and stuff about the, the oh, haunted, that's a great the city. ghosts. Yeah shambles and all sorts of funny yeah. winding little streets in York. Yeah. And then um, over to Scarborough, went up to Whitby as well. Another, again, inspiration for Dracula. Oh, yeah. Very heavy on inspiration and a very inspiring place. And yeah, obviously the views and the countryside up there is spectacular. Was a bit wet, a bit windy, but... <laughs> That's another reason I haven't been making podcasts in the last couple of weeks. I've been out twice, three times, to, to record a particularly epic journey. But I've been blown off the hill by the way, wind and Can you say it? Wind and rain. Wind and rain. It's been. It's, uh, been, it's been such a horrific. weird, weird time. It's been. I felt. I felt the last couple of weeks. There's been this weird mood of sort of summer's ended. The weather's got quite wet and windy, 
And it just seems recently, especially in the news, just quite a few sort of environmental bad, sad stories floating about. And it all just, everything feels a bit glum at the moment. That's why we've got to get out and make our, our fun stories. So we'll be Definitely. doing that. <laughs> um, I did manage to get it. I did. I did. So I took some time away before getting. In fact, this is where I got COVID. I went to Bulgaria. Can you believe it? Went to Bulgaria. Didn't make a podcast out there, although I was planning to. But in the end, I just had lots of fun. But I did make some recordings, and I wanted to play because we have we do have our little sounds of the week. Generally, we we like to invite you you guys out there send us recordings of bird songs or waterfalls or anything that you've heard. We love to hear them. But just. I recorded this in the centre of Sofia, which is the capital of Bulgaria. So, these birds were scything across the skies of above the city in huge flocks and related to a bird that migrates to Britain. Alpine swifts which are like twice the size of our own Swifts, and making this weird shrieking, that funny call, and kind of eerie, almost needled up your spine, hearing this shriek above above the city. Amazing birds, and the flocks were three or four hundred strong, and because they're massive birds, they didn't have quite the grace of our own Swifts. So I really loved that. So it's sort of a new bird for me, definitely a new bird for the, for the podcast. And I've got more Bulgarian birds for later in the in the season. But I think um, that's probably a good time to... We do have a lovely listener email, Jack. And I wonder if you'd, um, if you'd kindly read out one. Because, as I say, we'd love to get your feedback on the podcast and thoughts about the countryside and places you've been. But also sending in your own recordings is just a joy. Yes. And this is a good one. This letter's come from Catriona Organ. And they've written in and said, I came across this noisy chuff on Pentire Headland in Newquay. A few years ago, I used to drive over to the Lizard to try and get a fleeting glimpse of a rare pair of chuffs. Now I regularly see them on my walks around Newquay and have seen as many as 11 or 12 at a time. It's great to see the bird species doing well and one so iconic in Cornwall. I think we've got a sound. Yeah, Is that right? I do have a sound. Here we go. Such a distinctive call. That screech. Chow, chow. Um, windy there on, on the on the headland. Not surprising, but we don't mind that. We don't mind that. Not That's a brilliant, brilliant sound. Thank you, Catriona. Well, it's such good news about things like chuffs. I remember when there were just... People would drive hundreds of miles to see the last two or three pairs of chuffs on some remote headland in Cornwall or Pembrokeshire. And now, gosh, you can see big flocks mm. of them. And fantastic news you you talked about gloom in the in the in the news but actually we've got some great good news stories so thank you good good to hear feeling chuffed chuffed yeah yeah very chuffed in fact so chuffed i've got a lovely book here to give away one of our regular things from the podcast library it's called i bought a mountain by thomas furbank and it's a great tale of uh set in snowdonia Ereri, the national park where this guy literally buys a mountain and it's how he gets on with making a living from the land and getting all the neighbours. One of those sort of classic, brilliant stories of immersing yourself in the countryside. Great read. And something to read while you're listening to Chuffs. 
I'll be posting that out to you, to you, Catriona. And as an incentive to others out there, send in your Sounds of the Week and we'll send out lovely books for our favourite each time. Also, while you're, while you're at it, do give us some you know, five-star feedback. We, it really helps us because the more we get, the more we get promoted and the more people we get to listen to the, to the podcast and we just grow the community, people who love the countryside and join us for our adventures and join us next week. But before... I've got I've got something to say. I've got I've got a recommendation. Oh wow! Hey, I saw something amazing on TV the other day, and I was I was feeling a bit down in the dumps. I think you know for all those reasons, for being ill, being shut inside, watching too many gloomy news programs, turned on to Hamza's Strictly Birds of Prey. Oh my goodness! Now for for anyone who can get iPlayer, particularly in the UK, I recommend you watching this program. It's not your typical natural history program. Hamza Yassim, many people know, won Strictly Come Dancing last year, 2022. And he's a, he's a fabulous naturalist and cameraman and photographer. And this is the first time I've really seen him sort of unleashed and confident, taking us through his favourite birds of prey. The footage is wonderful. It's not a programme telling you stories of dramatic stories of hunting or a family of kestrels or something like that. It's just the people he's met along the way. Hamza's own life story. The locations are fantastic. The insight into how you get close to these birds. There's a real magic in this program that I haven't seen in a natural history program for a very long time. And it's pure escapism, pure beauty. I, I learned a lot as well. And I don't lack knowledge about our birds of prey, but I learned a lot from Hamza and the other contributors. The, the passion comes through, I think, with with Hamza yeah. so passionate about what it is which yeah. I think makes it so good and I think I've, uh, I tag on to that I know I think just before the series he was on uh, one of the recent episodes of Country Father TV programme with Judy Dench yes and even from that you get the fight it's just it was such a heartwarming beautiful film he's a good man <laughs> where you see people passionate about the, uh, the countryside and really just there's no drama in it it is just for the love of being able to experience seeing these animals relatively up close. There we go. Two recommendations. Bit of Countryfile and Hamza's Strictly Birds of Prey. Might be a regular slot because when the weather's bad, we can't get out and enjoy the countryside as much as we'd like to. Enjoy it from the sofa. Jack, lovely to see you. And everyone out there, thank you so much for listening in. Hope you've enjoyed this, this first in the series. We've got loads more adventures to come. Join us again next week for the next one. But for now, it's goodbye.